0: the gospel of mark first chapter gospel according to mark first chapter looking at verses 35 to 45 Gospel of Mark chapter 1 verses 35 to 45 I still hear pages turning so I'll wait till you get there so you understand that what I'm saying is coming from the Bible and nowhere else I'll be reading from the New Living Translation so if you have a different translation some words might be different but the meaning is the same Mark First chapter, 35th verse to the 45th verse. If you have it, say amen. If you need a little bit of time, say hold on. I heard one, hold on, I'll wait for that one. Mark, first chapter, verse 35, the word of God says. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, we must go on to the other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. So he traveled through the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing. He said, be healed instantly. Somebody say instantly. The leprosy disappeared and the man
1: was healed. Then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But the man went and spread the word, proclaiming to everyone what had happened. As a result, large crowds soon surrounded Jesus, and he couldn't publicly enter a town anywhere. He had to stay out in the secluded places, but people from everywhere kept coming to him. Praise God for his word.
0: If you can help me announce this to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, knowing your time limit. For that one that might have been asleep that you didn't want to bother. would and bother them, notice them, wake them up and tell them, knowing your time limit. limit. Now, you're probably looking at this text and say, how did he get knowing your time limit out of this text? Because he clearly healed a man of leprosy. I thought he was going to deal with that. But yet before he dealt with the man with leprosy, Jesus knew his time limit. What is time limit? Time limit is the allotted of measurement of time you have within a span. Jesus' life was for a time limit. He knew that he only had so much time time. Am I talking to somebody here? You have time limits when you go to work. you got to clock in at a certain time and this work you need to get done before that time is up. Some of you have those jobs that you only keep your job based on your production. If your production is lower than somebody else, within that time limit you might find yourself without a job. Uh, so, let's, let's drive it home. Some of y'all play some sports here and they measure your average. They see how many points you score. They see what your batting average is. They see what your golf handicap may be. Everything is based upon a, a start and an end. And they measure that time in between to see how productive you are in playing that sport or playing that game. You have a time limit. In our lives, we have a time limit. Hebrews makes it clear that so every man is pointed to death, then the judgment. So that means everybody has a limit on their time. Uh, Too much of us do not recognize our time limit. This is what we say. uh, Pastor Price, you got something to get done today. You will say, if you don't know your time limit, that's all right. (laughs) I will take care of that tomorrow. Tomorrow shows up, sure as day. And you haven't got it done yet, but you say, that's all right. I'll take care of that tomorrow, sure as day. Tomorrow shows up. It's past the due date now. What time is it? Time is up. You need to know your timeline. When you know your timeline, then you understand your purpose and your position, and you understand that there's a plan. Jesus realized that because of my timeline, I have an itinerary. What is an itinerary? An itinerary is usually a printed-out schedule that shows you where you need to be within this traveling. Jesus pointed out to them that I have an itinerary. You may not know my plans, but I know my plans. And pointing that out, you need to grab that yourself, that everybody does not know what you should be doing with your life but you should know at least where you should be. Uh, Jesus realized that I have a time limit, so since my time is limited, I got to do as much as I can within this time limit and catch real quick what we pick up in the text. It says early in the morning. Y'all catch that? Early in the morning. But to me, that didn't catch me by too much surprise, uh, being early in the morning. But what did catch me is that That same night, uh, he barely got any sleep. Uh, How is that? Well, look in your Bible. Look at the verse beforehand. It says they brought to him uh, those who were sick at night so that he could heal them. That means he went working early that morning to late that night, but he still went to bed and got up early in the morning. Have we been there before? We had a late night at work, but we didn't get up early the next day. We had all kinds of excuses while we slept in. But Jesus realized that my time is limited. Everybody has the same amount of time. I, I have to get up early. Why did he get up early? I'm glad you asked that question. He got up early to spend some time with his dad. See, Jesus realized I cannot make it through these hard issues of days without spending a quality time. Somebody say quality. Quality, quality time with my father. And the the reason between quality and quantity, some of us spend a lot of time doing a lot of things, but there's no quality out of it. Uh, I, I know some people, I know some people, you probably know them too. They read their Bibles a lot more than you do, but they don't practice it. So they spend a lot of quantity with their Bible, but there's no quality. But there were, I, I, I know some people like me that might spend a whole, a whole week, a, a whole year in just one verse. But I'm trying to get as much as I can out of that verse. Because I'm not trying to show somebody how much I know. But I'm trying to show them who I know. Somebody, some of y'all with me. Some of y'all with me. So, so you see here that Jesus pointing out to them that I have to sneak away. Sneak away. But you notice how Simon had his eye on he saw and God, and they followed him. They said, you can't get away from us. Uh, we got to go after you. Uh, we're looking for you because people are looking for you. And Jesus let them know that I have to uh, go some other places because I know my time. I know where I need to go. See, when you know your purpose, you understand your positions. You, you understand that you need to be some other places. Uh, Jesus could have caught up in this ministry. He could have been some of us get big headed and say, look, I'm doing pretty good right here. So why do I need to go anywhere else? Matter of fact, I don't have to go get people anymore. They bring them to me. Why do I need to go somewhere else? My name is spreading around. Why do I staying up here in this house? I can stay right here. But he knew the father's plan. And by knowing the father's plan, he knew where he needed to go. But let me rewind one more time. He had to sneak away to spend some time with his father. My question is to you, even this morning, before you got up here in this church, did you spend some time with your father? Too many times we get caught up, oh, I'm going to Sunday school. He'll understand. I'll catch up with him there. But who blessed you to make it from one point to another point? Uh, Your father was still working. Uh, Who watched over you while somebody else's alarm went off because somebody broke in to their house? But you were sound asleep with a blanket over your head. Uh, That was your father still working. And you got the nerve to wake up and not say thank you. But Jesus knew his time limit. So in knowing his time, they know there's a a time. Every time I have an opportunity, there's a time to spend time with God. But too many times when we have free time, we try to think what we can do with that free time. And God does not fit into that free time. Uh, It might be video games. Yes, that's talking about Sam right now. Uh, It it might be a sports game. Some of y'all look at your watch right now. The bear's about to be on. Uh, It might be your favorite soaps. Uh, You go ahead and DVR the T-Vote. It it might be you got a vacation plan. Every time we get some free time, we think how we can take care of us. Uh, But I want to point to Jesus. Jesus got some free time to take care of himself with his God but he realized people were needed of him so he said you know what we need to go because he knew his itinerary see when you know God God gives you the itinerary just as many of you have maybe traveled by a train or traveled by an airplane before if you have not that this is what happens you pay, purchase your ticket and they give you your itinerary and they give you your itinerary because now you are held accountable and responsible to reach those connecting flights and if you miss those connected flights, you out of luck. And if you miss them, you're going to have to pay more money, possibly, to get on it. But if it's their fault, they will work it out to get you on that next flight. Some of y'all not catching me yet. Let's go with Jesus' our itinerary. Jesus has been given an itinerary where he showed up in Bethlehem in a manger. We know that. We celebrate Christmas, so we, we know that part. But here we are now as a man beginning his mission and his missionary. And he's going out, gathering disciples. Matter of fact, he gathers so many disciples that they, they heard about him. He heals his, his, uh, Peter's mother in law. People hear about that. They come, so he has a group with him. But now Jesus realized that in my itinerary, I have points where I have to go spend time with God. And this time I spend with God cannot always be publicly. It has to be private. Why does it have to be private? Because sometimes everybody don't know your business. They don't know what you're going through. So sometimes you got to go and cry all by yourself. People might say, why are you crying? It's between me and God. You've got to know about this. Jesus had to go spend some quiet time. He didn't need Peter. always asked the questions. Well, why'd you say this? Why'd you say that? Because you know they always ask them questions when he said something. He needed some quiet time. Because God knows while I cry. God knows why I get frustrated. God knows when I get stressed out. So when I talk to him that way, he understands my language. See, we don't always have to see some these and some thou's. And here I come now with my head bowed and knees bent and my head on Jesus' breast. Sometimes they come, out, oh, Lord, I'm stressed out. And Jesus could go to and spend some time, but then came his disciples realizing that there's some people that want you. He says, we can't stay here. We got to go through Galilee. Y'all see that in the text? And what he's pointing out to them that I can't not just stay here. I have to go some other places uh, because it's on my itinerary. And if I miss my stop, uh, it's too late. Yeah, y'all with me now? And so he could not mess up his itinerary, he had to stay on there. Because sometimes you might meet people when you are keeping your itinerary. You might sit next, next to somebody famous, and next thing you know you, co- you network, and you exchange business cards, and next thing you know you go to their city, and they treat you because they remember you from who you are. Some of y'all say that stuff never happened. Yes it does.
1: Yes it does.
0: It hasn't happened to me. <laughs> And I know some people that get tickets now to a boxing matches because they know somebody. Just because they happen to be somewhere at the same time. Things like that happen. Uh, To me, the best thing happened to me on my itinerary as a child was for me to always be with mama. And mama went to Cage Merchandise opening. That store is closed now, for y'all to probably wear that store is closed, out of business now. But she went to the opening and I happened to be with my mama to go see Sugar Ray Leonard. Now seeing, seeing Sugar Ray Litter to me was like, woo, the best thing in the whole world. This box I got to see then, then Then I did not just get to see him, my mama whispered something in his ear. And they said, no, he kissed her on the cheek. And they said, no, we went from being in, a part of the crowd being part of his entourage. We got up in his limousine. We took pictures with him. And he gave us personal sign autographs. And then after he got there, I said, mama, what happened? She said, oh, I just told him that I know his, his my, my brother's a friend of his. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and, and so by then, I got to meet one of my favorite boxers in the whole world, you know, just because of my mom knowing him. But if I did not be obedient and keep with my mom, I would have missed out on that stuff. Jesus is letting the disciples know that there's some stops I got to make right. to be a blessing unto some people. Because if I do not go there and we do not go there, there's some people that are going to miss out. Now, some of you say, well, what about the people in that city? Sometimes Jesus doesn't. See, Jesus showed his limited as a human body that he couldn't be everywhere at once. But he told us that you got to be about your Father's has and God. Tell somebody, God will work out the rest. you see as he points out to them that I have only so
1: much time that I have to go here. He drove something home. He drove something home. Look look, look what he says. Look what he says in verse 38. We must go on to other towns as well and I will preach to them too. That is why I came.
0: See, first glance you might have missed that but look at this again. He says this is what I'm supposed to do. I am supposed to go from city to city preaching and proclaiming. Just as you saw me do here, I am supposed to go elsewhere. Now, some of us can grab onto that and say, I see a bigger picture behind this. Not only was he just to do that here, but for the whole world. Yes. But what I want to point out to you, when you look at how he was just being obedient over the little thing, how the bigger things always fits in. That went over somebody's somebody. Hey, everybody didn't catch. I want to catch you real quick. Jesus could be specifically saying that I have to go from city to city within Galilee because that is why I came. But in the bigger picture, if he did not do that little thing, going from city to city, we would not be here now. Because he was about his father's business. Uh, some of y'all still been calling me to come down to your block. Uh, let's go back to, to just looking at, say, the Civil Rights Movement. What if Dr. Martin Luther King did not accept to be a part of the Southern Christian Leadership Movement? He was a young pastor. They came and asked him to get in. He happened to say yes. But what if he said no? See, and, I, and that's a beautiful thing about these situations that you don't have to worry about, about the no. Because he said yes. And that small yes became a big impact to the rest of the world. That small yes had amendments being added and constitutions being amended and, and, and new, new uh, amendments being made up because of a yes. But yet, if he only said no, where would we be? But he said yes. Because he understood the purpose and the plan. Jesus understood his purpose and his father's plan, so he said we got to go. And look what happened as it went from city to city. He said he went out and preaching and, and casting out demons, but yet it highlights something here. He highlighted it, but there came a man with leprosy. Now, now, looking at this, if he stayed, stayed where he was, this man would not be in
1: the text. Mm.
0: y'all see that now if he stayed where he was this man would not be in the text but yet since he was moving it opened up an opportunity and a blessing for someone else when we get caught up with our own time and we don't manage it wiser we we can become so selfish that we're no good to other people have you ever been to somebody's house and they were too busy to talk to you and you like, why'd you invite me there? You, have you ever been somewhere where they just walk by you and they don't talk to you? Uh, I, I'm really big on customer service, maybe bigger than some other people, that I would walk out of a store if you don't say hi to me after 15 minutes I've been up in there. Especially if you say hi after somebody that's walking behind me, I'm gone. Now, that's my pride, because I think my time's important. And you supposed to wait on me as soon as I show up. But yeah, yeah that, that's my own selfless thing. I ain't say I'm right for what I do, but that's just what I do. But if you are blatantly disrespectful to me well, I'm at a restaurant and you're not going to wait on my table, fix it Oh, damn, I let them know. So I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go. I'm sorry, we have somebody with you, but it's too late now. Because we realize that our time is important. Many of us have jobs and, and realize that if I go somewhere, I only have so much time. I have a time limit. And if you cannot get this done within this time limit, I got to go somewhere else. But yet, when we mismanage our time, think we are better than somebody else, and we get so caught up in our own time, we miss out on being a blessing on someone else. Jesus let them know that I have a time limit. I can only be here for so long. Matter of fact, this is why I came, for us to go from city to city. And you see why the gospel, according to Mark, put this account in right here, that after he set his itinerary to them and let them know where they need to go, here comes a man. With leprosy. That can be you and me. We, we may not have leprosy, but you have some sickness in your life that you can't handle. This sickness in your life has you outside of society. People mock you. People talk about you. Uh, Your own friends might turn their back on you because they know of your circumstances, of your situation. And and, and when you had leprosy, you had to cover your mouth and, and your mustache and call out, Leper! Leper! Just to let people know to stay away from you. But Jesus had a time limit. He realized, I came for the sick. I, I came for the lost. Uh, I got to keep on moving the bless as I come across some people. And, and so here you are uh, in your sickened state, uh, left off by yourself. But here comes Jesus. You see, what if Jesus did not stop by where you were? See, see, but then again, we're so happy we don't have to think about that because he did because that's why he came. Jesus understood his time limit, and he just made sure that he would go to where he needed to go so that people that needed to see him would see him. In the text, we read, we read about nobody else specifically but this man with leprosy. Why is that? Because leprosy was the worst condition a person could have. Because it disconnected you from the community because there was a worshiping society. There was a worshiping society. There were a worshiping society. So when to keep up with the Joneses, I mean, they kept up with the rituals of their God. That they made sure they brought their sacrifice. They could be in the temple. They could join for the feast. But a person with leper could not. They could not be with their family, be with their kids. Matter of fact, the family kids would not go out to see them because they did not want to catch what they had. But yet, Jesus is walking by a leper sees Jesus, and says, if you are willing, not if you are able, but if you are willing, not, not, not if, if it's a possibility you might be have the strength enough to do so, but if you are willing, I know you can make me whole. I don't know what your sickness is, but I know what my sickness was. And I came to him, I said, if you are willing. <laughs> but, yet, but yet, it's twofold because Jesus, within his time limit, he knew what he had to do. His leper knew what he had to do. Do you know what you need to do? You need to come with your problems and your illnesses, your sickness and come to Jesus because you, too, got a time limit. And if you miss this stop, it might just be too late. Y'all see that itinerary thing working out now, huh? How it tells you where you need to be at a point in time. And that's why I'm so glad that Hebrew author said Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the author and the finisher of our faith. That means he's writing your story. And he knows what your stop should be. And you see that Jesus realized, I had to be at this place, at this appointed time, for this man to come right here. You can look over your life and see how Jesus has worked some things out in your life at the right time. It wasn't last minute. It was at the right minute. He wasn't late. He was on time. And you see here that when you know your time limit, it helps to fix your agenda, you start realizing things that are more important than yourself. Jesus sacrificed. Look what he sacrificed. He sacrificed able to sleep luxury at a home It says, now from now on, because of this one man, he healed, and he wanted to heal. This one man couldn't keep his mouth shut. He had to go tell everybody the good things that Jesus did for him. Uh, I got that problem too. Uh, I can't keep my mouth shut. I got to go tell everybody the good things that Jesus has done. But because of that, uh, it said that Jesus had to go out to the lonely places, the deserted places. But yeah, I want to point out, that's where he wanted to be in the first place when you open up the text that's where we find him but yet you see you see here that he knew his time limit. and by knowing his time that he knew where he needed to be at the right time and look how God worked it all out that even when Jesus wants to spend time with him he worked out that it all was part of his ministry look at look at look at They drew people out too, no matter where he was. But yet, Jesus was able to be in the secluded place. Because guess what? The people would not stay in the secluded place. They would soon leave. When? At night. To go home. And then when he can get up early in the morning and spend time with God. Let me drive this home for you. Whatever you're doing for the Lord, he works it out in your life. It coincides with what you want to do. We open up the text for Jesus, he wants to spend a long time with God. But he also understands that I'm here to tell the sick uh, and the dying about me, about the living Savior. And so he does that, but yet he still has opportunity to spend quiet time with God. But in the midst of all the hustle and the bustle, he had a sacrifice of himself. And that's what Jesus told his disciples, that if you want to follow me, you need to deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow me. And that's the same test we have within our own time. Limit. The time is now for you to deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him because the time is now. I can't tell you what's going to come tomorrow and I bet you can't tell me either. I know what you plan for tomorrow, but tomorrow might never ever show up because the Bible tells me uh, in a twinkling of an eye uh, he's going to come like a thief uh, in a night and a trump will sound and he be coming on a cloud and I'm so glad uh, this body's going to be changed uh, in a twinkling of an eye. So the time Is now. Do you know your time limit? Because if you don't know your time limit, then you need to make sure you're using your time wisely. Because tomorrow is not promised. So we see Jesus
1: healing this
0: man to be cleansed only because he decided to be about his father's business and he was a blessing to many other people because of being about his father's business. We as the church need to be about our father's business and going out to different places to tell a dying world about a living savior. Because if you don't do your father's work, then you're saying he's not good enough. Jesus tells us that the harvest is plenty, the laborers are few. I'm looking for you. To go and tell he told the disciples, some of y'all looking kind of funny. He told the disciples, go and out the world and make disciples. That's a commandment. Yeah. So that's our challenge. Within the time he has given us to follow his example and go wherever we go to, willing to teach, willing to share who Jesus is. Every head bowed, every, every eyes closed. Right now, there's someone here who does not know Jesus. If you're to die today, you're not sure you'll spend eternity in heaven. Jesus says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so if you believe right now, you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and rose again from the grave on the third day, you can be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven. God knows your heart. I want to lead you in this prayer of that shit. I want to lead you in this prayer of that shit. Dear Lord Jesus, that's right. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And as you rose from the grave on the third day, and dear Lord Jesus, I'm asking you, I'm inviting you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for forgiving me. me. I thank you for loving me. So every head bowed, every eyes closed. That's you. You pray that prayer for the first time. Raise your hand. That's you. That's you. That's you. That's you. That's you. Amen. Father, we thank you, Almighty God, that you loved us in such a way that you blessed us with this life. And Lord, how Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So now, Lord, we will live for Him, using our time and our lives wisely, that will bring you glory, and we bring you honor. Father, have your way in this place. Have your way with our lives, that you can use us for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. May we stand and extend the hand of discipleship.